0: Welcome to the Everyday Moodle Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the program. Leadership game from Sis and Broham. Let them know, fam, you got jewels to give them. Because people are filled with knowledge, but still starving for wisdom. It ain't about blowing up. It's about participating in your own life by showing up. That's what everyday leads about. So kick back and listen to the podcast to figure it out. Because the salters created a view like Robert Walters. Steffi and Adolphus, tight like Halters. Down since the altar a decade ago. The Everyday Leader is the best way to go Personal development enveloping your whole being Black, brown, Korean, and even European Pay attention, cause it's appropriate This was brought to you by Salter and Associates Come on
1: Hi, and welcome to the Everyday Leader Podcast I am your host, Stephanie Salter And I'm joined today with my amazing husband, Adolfo Salter Say hi, honey.
0: Hello everyone, it is a great day to have a great day. That's what we're singing now. That's what we're doing.
1: (laughs) Today, we're going to be talking about leading yourself out of overthinking. Mm. How can we control our minds and not let our minds control us? I was once plagued by the hauntings of that inner chatter that just would not turn off. I like to call it thought stalking. (laughs) Thoughts that be... That's good. I like that. That's good.
0: Go ahead. Sorry.
1: Thoughts that will be around every corner, popping up uninvited, never leaving you alone. You will be minding your own business, enjoying a cup of froyo, and boom, there it is. Like, really, dude? I was really not trying to be bothered with wondering how I was going to send out my emails while my computer was in the shop and maybe I should just buy another computer. Oh, but no, that would mess up my budget. And if I do that, then I will be behind on my bills and yada, yada, yada. It's like, I'm just trying to have a cup of Froyo. <laughs> so I am really ecstatic to be discussing this today as a recovering overthinker. That's what I call myself. Mm. I mean, recovery. <laughs> there is so much to be said about this. I mean, overthinking is really making people sick too like in real life so mm-hmm. later in our everyday leader life lessons we will share with you some best practices that we hope will help you get rid of your thought stalker once and for all stay tuned awesome. hey everyday leader listeners did you know that 57 million u.s workers are part of the gig economy that is 29 of our entire workforce At SNA Salter & Associates, we specialize in helping those working in the gig economy maximize their income by providing resources that increase their money working and decrease how often they work by keeping their dollars clocked in long after they have clocked out. We are going to be offering a free performance coaching session for the first two Everyday Leader listeners that go to our website and leave us a comment about today's show and why you are ready to get rid of your Thought Stalker. Go to www.salter-associates.com and click on our podcast link to leave your comment.
0: All right, everyone. Welcome back. Overthinking.
1: Overthinking. Hmm. Or thinking it over.
0: Overthinking.
1: <laughs> are you overthinking or are you thinking it over?
0: Mm. I'm Overthinking. So I want to give the official definition of overthinking, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to put it kind of in my own words. Um, so the definition of overthinking is officially to think about something too much or for too long.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now my definition, but putting it in my own words, I remember that from I don't know middle school. I'll put mm-hmm. the definition in your own words. <laughs> um, continuing to question your decisions without any actions to evaluate the results. Mm. That's kind of wow. what I came up with. Wow. That's good. Mind. I like that. So overthinking. Yeah, that just mm. This this is tough for me cuz now looking at it, I really think about how much we overthink and how much it just ties into everything else that we're not getting done. Yeah. Um making those decisions and then never taking actions, but then playing out all of these different scenarios and then overthinking it again or thinking about it again. Like maybe mm-hmm. I should change this. Maybe I should change that. Maybe I should change this. And you haven't done anything yet, but playing out all of these outcomes. Right. So I think that to get into that overthinking piece, you have to do something mm-hmm. um, or then it does just become overthinking. It's not just, I mean, which I think thinking is a very important part of any, um, Anything that you want to go into, you have to think it out. You have to think it through um, what's going to be your path, what's your goals, what do you plan to accomplish out of it. But to continue to keep evaluating your thought once you make a decision and evaluate and evaluate and evaluate, it just gets to a point to where you haven't done anything, you don't know what's going to happen. But you've already played out 15 different results. Right. So you gotta do something. And I think that that's just what we have to get into when we talk about right. overthinking, just getting something done.
1: Absolutely. And it's like a slippery slope. That to me is a slippery slope from thinking something over and then it becomes overthinking. Because it's like, okay, I made the decision to, you know, make meatloaf for dinner. You know, I'm gonna make Bleah. meatloaf for dinner, right? I'm just making an example. Okay. And you make that decision. You go to the store, and then you thinking over. Well, maybe we shouldn't have meatloaf. We kind of just had meatloaf the other day. Maybe we should have chicken, right? So here, okay. here it goes. I'm just thinking over. I'm switching. Then you go ahead and say, No, I'm just gonna go ahead and do meatloaf because I already said that. So you start getting the stuff for meatloaf. But now you're in the grocery store. And now you didn't picked up the chicken anyway. Like I might change my mind when I get home. Now you didn't picked up steak. Oh, I might want to do steak. And then you are just like, man, I should have meatloaf. When's the last time I had meatloaf? Man, that's how meatloaf it turned out. To- you know what I mean? And then it's a slippery slope. Right. You've already made the decision. <laughs> Why are you doing all this other random thinking? Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, to me, that's where it becomes like, am I thinking it over? Like, cause I'm, I still need to make a decision towards something. Mm-hmm. But once you, like you said, made that decision. This is what it's gonna be. There's no need to continue to think about it.
2: Right.
0: At least not until you do something. Right. So that you can somehow or another see what's going to happen and move forward from that from that conclusion or decision that you've come to that you thought about.
1: Right. And I think what do you think is the I don't know, what what really is the causation of us? To go like to overthink, like I said, there's a difference between thinking over, and then like, what do you think really is the cause of us to get in that state of overthinking?
0: Um, maybe, maybe fear, mm. fear of being judged. Yeah, I mean, even something as simple as what to make tonight, someone whoever's cooking could be or picking up the the groceries to cook could be sitting in the grocery store like i wonder if i mean and this might be a thought just playing out in the back of your head maybe not the immediate thought of what you should actually make but i wonder if i make meatloaf again is someone going to complain that we just had meatloaf? right is someone going to complain that the meatloaf had this ingredient in it or that ingredient in it and (laughs) (laughs) And it just gets to that point it's just like i'm I'm afraid i I don't even realize it but i'm hesitating to make a decision and actually what I want to do because I'm continuing to just overthink this when I should just cook the meal and go on about it. And you think about how many times have you overthought something. And then when you made a decision and did it, everyone else is like, man, I'm so glad you did that. And then you go back and think like, I spent 45 minutes in the store thinking about this over and over and over again when it's just a meal or it's just, you know, me picking up something up, picking a movie, or it's just something Mm -hmm. simple that you could have made a decision that you made a decision on, but you just continue to ponder over it.
1: Right. And that's why I think when it becomes overthinking, when you come to a conclusion about an action and then continue to question that decision or decisions without any action. Mm -hmm. So it's like you, you, you've made it. And for me, there's like, as a recovering overthinker, I had to do a lot of digging about this. So, um, A lot of my overthinking came from insecurities, Mm -hmm. lack of confidence. Mm -hmm. The things you are the most confident about, you're not going to overthink. You're going to just do it. That's true. And if you're very secure about something, you don't overthink it either. So to me, those are really the underlining things for me personally that came with overthinking. I think some of the things like you said, fear for sure of making a bad decision, fear of failure, which we did a, another pa- podcast on. Please check that out if you haven't listened to it already. Uh-huh. You know, failing um, and not want to make mistakes uh-huh. or get it wrong. Uh-huh. I think that's something, too. Or thinking you missing out like you could have made a better one, right? right. Like, I want to make the best, best, best decision so you don't make any decision because you, like, I don't want to short myself or I don't want to cheat myself or, you know what I mean? I want the maximum best outcome possible. And so you overthink, overthink, overthink because you're, like I said, afraid to make that move.
0: Well, do you think it might have to do with, um, not being able to focus on what's, what's most important? Like I said, the outcome, Mm -hmm. for example, if you going back to cooking the meal, when you decided you were going to go to the grocery store, you didn't stop at the bottom of the steps and stand at the door by the key rack and say, okay, which car should I take to the store? Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe I'll take that car because it has more room. Maybe I'll take that car because it just has new tires on it. Maybe I'll take that car because I just filled up the gas tank. It's just like you just got in the car and went to the store because ultimately you want to go pick up the ingredients for the meatloaf. Right. So when you think about the ultimate goal, the ultimate goal is to make a meal for tonight and I've already made a decision on meatloaf. You don't think about every, like you said, you don't think about everything in between there. So you gotta ask yourself, why did you skip over the pondering of exactly which car you were gonna drive, exactly which which pathway you were gonna take to the store? You didn't think any, overthink any of that. But why do you overthink the other piece? Like you said, fear of fear of insecurity. I mean insecurities of being judged or what it is that's causing you to think like that. Right. When it comes down to the actual key component of whatever you're trying to get accomplished.
1: Right. I think it's two different pools. I think okay. you have some people who overthink because they're poor planners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And if you really just envision what you wanted, if you knew what you wanted, if you knew exactly what you were going after and you planned accordingly, you wouldn't have to overthink because you just, I'm marking it off the list, right? I'm just, boom, I know exactly what I want. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't match or align with this, I'm moving on. I I don't have to think about it. I think there's a pool of people like that. But then I also think there's a pool of people who are over planners.
2: (laughs) Over (laughs) bakers, over planners. They're over planners, right? Because
1: they're planning a plan for the plans plan. (laughs) That is going to require a lot of over- overthinking, mm-hmm. overthinking it. Yeah. When they say you're you're overthinking it, just boom, you got it. That first just plan was good. And it's just like, wait, wait, wait. But what if this goes wrong in this part of the plan? Let me do another. You know how people have plan B? Like, if I'm a, I am ai want to be a singer, but then if I don't make it, you know, my backup plan is this. You got people who got a backup plan for the backup plan for the backup plan. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Meanwhile, they're not taking no steps because they're still creating all these possible – so I think both – Pools can create overthinkers Uh depending on where you fall in that. So I think for you, you have to know what kind of overthinker you are. Uh I think that's, you know, critical. If you haven't envisioned things for your life, if you don't know ultimately where you're driving this car, then the GPS is going to continue to reroute you because you Uh haven't put in a destination. Uh So it's going to keep saying re re your route. Changing your route, changing your route, and then that's the overthinking, and then you you haven't put in a destination. You know what I mean. So I think that you have to know what kind of overthink you are to know what you need to change in your pattern to stop these thought stalkers from coming.
0: Well, is it is it that you haven't put in the destination, or is it you haven't put in the destination? Like I want the quickest route, or I want the route with no tolls, or the route with avoiding highways. What kind of route you or what kind of route you want? So it's like I know I want to go to the store. But which way do you want to go to the store?
1: The shortest distance. The, the longest, the longest distance, distance. You're right. Are you
0: in a rush? Are you taking your sweet time? Is it a Sunday afternoon? You kind of want to circle around and go see what's going on before right. you it the, the store on the way back. So I think that's more of it is, like you said, the plan. Right. The plan to get there. And once you decide on the plan and the goal, then you just stick with that plan and that goal. But I think, like you said, you develop a plan and then you say, OK, I want to go to Florida. I want to go on 95. So the thing is, okay, GPS says 95, okay, 95, 765 miles away, straight shot. you like, but I, I, I want to go on 95, but what if there's traffic on 95? Don't worry about that. Get on 95 and go, and then if there's traffic, you can adjust or make course correction when you're there. But you're still sitting at home, plotting ways around 95, and look, asking the GPS, well, what about this way? What about this way? What about this way? Four hours later, <laughs> otherwise right. we say three hours later, You still haven't even left the house. So you're not making any progress. You're not getting any closer to your goal, but you've already created 15 alternate routes to get to this location, but you just haven't even taken the first step or pulled out of the driveway. So I think it's just, like you said, that commitment or sticking with the plan. Once you made a decision, just go ahead and do the plan and course correct along the way.
1: Right. And I think that's why I said it's so critical to know which pool you you are in. If you are a person who just has not, maximize the potential you got a hundred ideas and you haven't been able to to narrow in on one of them because you're constantly overthinking like say for starting a business Mm -hmm. i know people who've been starting a business it's seven years six years five years they've been i'm about to call you i'm gonna call you because i got this business i want to do but i'm still trying to work out some stuff and i'm like okay give me a call you know that's what we do we help startups and stuff five years later this is a new business you're thinking no 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 this is the same one so like you got to know you got to really be able to to key in on your thoughts and kind of identify what kind of overthinker are you are you are you a warrior because part of my when I assessed my overthinking I would catastrophize things and so I would just think like okay mm. if I do this yes. please don't give me props for using a good word because that sorry. makes me I, that's I, like I black people you are so articulate
0: I didn't know I didn't know the word so the first time I've heard it said that way I've heard you know, oh, like catastrophic! Cat- <laughs> Catastrophes. It is a word,
1: people. Catastrophizes when you think things that everything could go wrong. It could be. I, w- wrong, I wasn't so.
0: saying it like, "Oh, you saw so our ticket." <laughs> I was saying it because I personally have never heard the word used that way. That's all. Oh, okay. Thank okay. you, man. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Um, I just be so quiet
1: anyway, time. <laughs> they made me lose my train of thought. Okay. Um, I would catastroph. See now, you messed me up. Okay. Anyway. Right. <laughs> I would think that this could go wrong. The reason why I'm not taking this step or moving to Atlanta, cause I'm, this might happen. This might happen. This might happen. And the more ideas stayed in my head, the worse it got. Mm-hmm. So, um, being able to identify what kind of overthinker you are, are you a worrier? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I made this decision, but I'm a worry and worry and worry and think about it until the outcome comes like, okay, I, you know, I put my money in this investment or whatever, but I'm worried it could go down. I could lose my money. I could, you know what I mean? You're thinking about over and over until you get a result mm-hmm. that lets you know either or like, okay, I didn't lose my money or, oh, I got my money back. Okay, now I'll stop thinking about that. So being able to identify what type of overthinker you are, mm-hmm. I think will help you to know how to navigate and manage your mind. Um, and um, I think uh, uh, in that pool, you have, Overthinkers who are underachievers and they haven't been able to maximize their potential and they haven't found a way to take their thoughts from conception to completion. Uh And then that is, that is their, they're in that overthinking category. Uh So you got a lot of people, I was about to, I was thinking, they got all the bright, you know, they're overthinking all these ideas, but they never, like you said, move forward with them. Or make a decision. But then, like I said, there's a whole other pool who are like, I execute. I got like 50 projects going at one time. I think I moved from that kind of overthinker to another overthinker. Mm-hmm. So I used to be that kind of overthinker where I was an overthinker, but I was an underachiever. And then I became an overachiever and an overthinker. <laughs> so <laughs> I was battling both of those. I was both kind of addicts. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Like I was taking alcohol and I was I was in N A N A A. So I had to learn both to how to maneuver then from planning and planning and planning and planning. And then just not, you know, and that to me, when I became in that overthinker, that made me really had to dig into my insecurities and my lack of confidence Uh and having to face my fear of failure and, you know, and all that stuff to say, like, I have to be confident. I'll be as prepared as I can. But once I hit whatever my goal is, like, this is how prepared I am. This is what I'm going to do. Then I'm all the way in, like, I'm not overthinking it, I'm just doing
0: it's um it's it's funny you said that about someone uh calling you up five years later still working on the same company right um I spoke with someone not too long ago, and I talked with them probably for about half an hour and they knew exactly what they wanted to do in their business. they knew like okay I'm, i I want to be in this, I want to do this, this is my plan of attack this is how i want to do it now they didn't have everything like as far as the merchandise and everything but they knew like what they wanted their business to be right and like you said i was like, all right well you know just get your business started um have you formed your formed your business yet they was like nah i was like okay well you know you got legal zoom you got different entities out here that can help you set up your business as an llc or sole proprietorship whatever you plan on doing mm-hmm. and they were like yeah I, I'm ready for I'm ready to do that. I said, okay, well you got you know a couple hundred dollars, which is about what it costs, you know, through LegalZoom or something mm-hmm. like that to establish your company. And they were like, yeah, I got that. And I was like, okay, so what's what's the holdup? Because you know us, we're trying to get to like what's keeping you from moving forward. <laughs> right. Oh, I haven't thought of a name yet. I was like, how long have you been thinking of a name? They're like, oh, probably since last year. So <laughs> you hold on, let me get this straight. You got <laughs> you got your whole business concept down. You know exactly what you want to do. I understand it's going to be you know challenges along the way from merchandising. And maybe you'll shift along the way. But the thing that's holding you up is you haven't thought of a name yet. Because you can always change a name. But get your business concept out there. Get your idea out there. And get your company started. And I look at that as like, that's just another way to kick the can down the road. Like, I don't have a name of a company yet. Which is probably, and I'm not going to say it's not important to have a good name. But in my eyes, that would probably be one of the least things you need to worry about as far as starting a company. Because if you're already out there servicing the community, getting paid for it building a the brand then you could always come back and rebrand or
1: pick right. a new name
0: for your company but if you're doing good work and your company's name is abc123 everybody knows abc123 in atlanta you making millions like you think that's gonna be your number one concern to go back and change the name of the company
2: mm-hmm. so
0: it's just one of those things you were talking about like just overthinking overthinking the name of a company name of a company and i even asked them like you got you got a couple of names on the list oh no i don't have a couple names on the list just like you haven't been thinking about the name of this company because you right. at least have a few names like, well, I thought about this and I don't really like this and I don't really like that. But that overthinking will just keep you stuck where you are and keep you from moving forward. Right.
1: And I think you put that on a shelf in your brain. Mm-hmm. Like when they say put on a back burner or in a back shelf for your brain, it just you hoard thoughts and then you become a thought hoarder.
0: <laughs> Wait, thought
2: stalker. We got th- thought. Oh, yeah.
1: It's a whole <laughs> thing up in there. You got thought stalkers. You got thought hoarder. <laughs> And I can tell, like I love when I do, you know, consultations for my startups for startup companies, and I can always tell like where they fit in that category. If if they're really battling insecurity, if they're battling, you know, a fear of failing, if they're battling, you know, where their thought, where their mind is of what's really holding them back. And as you know, a performance coach and working with businesses and stuff. That's the stuff I'm really urging them to. It's not so much of getting their idea out in different avenues. Really. That's the easy part. People think that's the hardest part. Mm. That's not the hardest part. It's all the stuff you have to overcome in your thinking and your mind just to get that there. Mm. So, um, yeah, those are, like I said, it's, it's a lot that goes in there. Thought stalkers, thought hoarders. But every time you put that off, you're, you know, well, I don't know what logo I'm trying to I, I look at these 200 different logos Okay, what? another thing that you hoard in your mind. Now I'm thinking, like, I'm going to launch it. And it's different from wanting to, to it to be your way. Like, I could tell when somebody's thinking it over, right, mm. because you're still in the creative process, right? There's no rush to create. Create Creating doesn't have a time, right? right? Even I'll have stuff that I'm still, I don't even say thinking about it. I say I'm still creating it. Like even changing okay. that, verbiage. Yeah, that verbiage when they say, why well, right. are you still thinking about doing this idea? I said, no, I'm not thinking about it. I'm going to do it. I'm still creating it. Mm. And so there's different from being in a creative process. And one of the tactics we use, you know, what our team is, is design thinking and design thinking is actual model of how to think and create an idea. If you don't know about that, Google design thinking, you'll get a whole bunch of stuff about that, but that is a, a tool or a model that we use. So, I can tell if they're still in creative process, creative mode versus they're in overthinking mode. Like Mm. they're not thinking it over. They're overthinking and you can't do nothing with overthinking. Mm, that like terminology, you even you saying
0: that terminology, does me even that, feel different? Yeah, you just said it, and it made me think about it differently. It's like, oh, you
1: still don't use it, it to BS all, procrastinator. No, but, <laughs> We're gonna do a show later on that too, because I feel now, like procrastinators use stuff like, go, oh, now I have to say I'm thinking. over I can say go back I am procrastinating. Still creating. No, but I mean,
0: even when you just said it, I was just like. I, I was thinking of someone telling me like, Oh, I'm still thinking about it. And they're just like, mm, you ain't think about nothing. <laughs> and then you just say, Oh, I'm still creating it. I was like, Oh, okay, they they're working on some things. I right. like, I thought about it completely differently. That like, all right, they they probably got a couple things out there and they trying to finalize some pieces to make sure it goes forward correctly. So Yeah, and I yeah.
1: can and I always say it's a it's a feeling thing. When I'm when I'm coaching or showing people how to um get out of overthinking and kind of get more into creating, it's a feel because when you're creating it's fun. I mean, even if you stress about like, oh, I don't know if I want like right now, somebody was like creatively, we want you to build the yacht of your dreams.
0: Oh, yeah. oh yeah. And
1: if you build this yacht of your dreams and it's your dreams, it's sure yours for free.
0: Mm.
1: Oh, even if you have hiccups, you're going to be having a good time. If even if you don't know nothing about boats, the whole process of finding out how to create a yacht.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, you're going to make some fun.
2: Exciting. Then it's
1: going to be like it's a whole energy behind it. Like, man, do I want to have? ooh, oh, <laughs> oh. OK, OK. I, ooh, they say you should name a boat after a woman. Right. Should I name it after my mama? No, I ain't like my mama. Oh <laughs> uh, No, I should. You know what I mean? You're going to have fun right. with that. That energy is fun. Even when you get frustrated, it's still a fun nerve. You know what I mean? It's still a fun, creative, like, ooh, I don't know what to do. Like you said, it's a good, but, pro- good problem to have. Right. Yeah. But if it's overthinking, then, and you're not creating, that thought is a weight. It's an mm-hmm. anchor. Ooh. And so it feels heavy, like what you going to do? You going to leave them or you going to stay with them? It's like, shoot, girl, I'm still creating. No, you ain't creating because you don't even sound excited about working it out with him. Mm-hmm. It's weighing you down. And that's when it becomes the overthinking, thinking, thinking, thinking. You're not creating at that's this good. point. You're creating and cre- you're, you're overthinking. And it feels heavy. That's what's making you sick. That's what's, you know, getting your blood pressure up. All of that stuff. You know, the <laughs> numbers don't lie. And um that, you know, that'll lead us perfectly into our next segment. But um yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, that's good though. I I like what you said when you when you just overthinking it, so like a weight, but when you're creative, it's like excitement and fun and the weight is removed. That is that's perfect. That's yeah. perfect. I like that.
1: Is overthinking making us sick? Um, there has been studies to show that overthinking leads to us making unhealthy life choices. Um, And that overthinking now is linked to anxiety and depression. Mm. Uh, So when I was in recovery, I mean, I'm in recovery, but when I was going, you know, coming out of my overthinking addiction, uh, one of the things I had really bad was the anxiety. Like, go to the doctor, stomach upset, all of the symptoms of anxiety, anxiety. And I started to work on my anxiety and work on my overthinking. And I read it somewhere that our anxiety is connected to our future and our depression is connected to our past. So if you are. <laughs> is that good? You on fire tonight. Tell you, Girl, you this. on fire tonight. <laughs> overthinking is my jail. All right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was like, that was good. That was good. Go ahead. Yeah. So if you're depressed, that means you're too, your mind and your thoughts are too connected to your past. Mm. And if you're anxious, your mind and thoughts are too connected to your future. What could happen, what should happen, what might happen, all this other stuff. And the best way to combat that is to get very present. Mm. Make your mind about right here, right now, what you can do right now, right here, right now. Right? Mm. And there's all these cool exercises you can learn to make your mind present. And so, but now that, like I said, all these health studies that come out that are overthinking is really making us sick. And I think now the reason why I think overthinking is the next biggest drug to opioids. I think overthinking is the root of why opioid crisis is so huge. Mm. Right? And we are in an information age. This is a perfect hunting ground for that overthinking stalker, oh, yeah. oh, right? Yeah. Thought stalker is thriving right now. <laughs> oh, he riding the internet waves of you know, having a cough, going to WebMD, and next thing you know, you got Crohn's disease. Mm -hmm. And you go to the doctor, already self-diagnosed. Like, I've got Crohn's disease, I'm going to need the following medications. (laughs) I already Googled their side effects, uh, (laughs) the research studies. And the doctor's like, what you need me for? I need you to write the script. (laughs)
0: That's all I need you for. I figured all the other (laughs) stuff out. You know I used to get on you about that (laughs) WebMD.
1: You know, I used to be WebMD. This was when I was an overthinker. I was WebMD. I would would have the diagnosis and the prognosis when I went to the doctor. (laughs) Like, I just need your signature here, ma'am. I probably know more about this situation than you.
2: I know they would think I went to that.
1: medical school, right? They'd be like, oh, everybody a doctor. But um, that's what I think the information age, too, and so much information out there now that's available and free to us also is a hunting ground for this thought stalker. So um, that makes sense that in science they're saying now that, uh, you know, more people are overthinking that ever did before. Mm-hmm. And that is leading to so much of anxiety, depression, stress, which now medical is just saying is the underlying of pretty much every disease we have mm. is stress, anxiety, depression, is some of these things that start in our mind and start with our thinking and our thoughts. And so, um, that's why I wanted to really talk about in this segment is beyond just the irritability of that thought stalker, right? Mm-hmm. Just eating fro yo or when you're on vacation. What was you saying about when you're on vacation? Oh. And you're just looking at the waves, and you're relaxing. You're like, oh, I'm on vacation. I'm at the beach, and what happens? And,
0: and you go from – so I wonder – what did he say? Go I ahead, won, say what you said. I wonder if I go out there and go swimming, if I swallow some of that water, does that salt water increase my, <laughs> increase my high blood pressure? And then if I, my high blood pressure increases and I get stuck on a boat somewhere, can I survive off of salt water? And if I can survive off of salt water, how long can I survive off of salt water? It's like, how did you go from laying on the beach, enjoying yourself, and barely put your feet in the water right? now you're stuck in the middle of the ocean uh, in gone. a boat trying to survive off of salt water? And you
1: were not getting in the water in the first place. <laughs> right. Why did your thoughts go all the way there? Or for me, it used to be like, I wonder if my fourth grade teacher still telling people they ain't going to mount to nothing. <laughs> Now we got a black president. You know what I mean? Like, like
0: okay, if you get that answer about your fourth grade teacher, <laughs> is that going to be some revelation? And now that was what was holding you up for being a successful millionaire or successful gunk. in your life? Okay, now you got your answer. And uh, as most people say, okay, now what?
1: Right, gunk, gunk. And it's like about being better managers of our mind mm-hmm. and mind management. And what is going up? Well, I mean, what is going on in our minds? Right. In our thoughts to, that's leading us to overthinking. Yeah,
0: um, and I was thinking about this, too. So a perfect example of um, of, of overthinking, um, before I go into uh, what I really wanted to say, I just thought about this, is, like you said, too much information. Well, there's a lot of information out there now. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like you said, everyone is thinking so much, but they continue to read and read and read, and they're just diving so much into this information. A perfect example, like the arguments that are going on out there about what's the best healthiest foods, what's the best healthiest water, mm-hmm. all of that. It's like you're arguing with someone who's eating cheeseburgers and sodas <laughs> every night. And they're arguing telling you that plant-based foods or water is unhealthy too because of the you know E. E-co- coli right. breakout from six months ago that happened in kale. And then they're telling you kale ain't no good. You need to be eating broccoli. This person over here is arguing you need to be eating Brock cucumbers. Broccoli is bad for your digestion, the right. lower intestine. And it, gives you, and it gives you more gas. It's like, but but none of y'all are eating anything <laughs> remotely healthy. And you're arguing over uh, broccoli, kale, and mm-hmm. cucumbers. But nobody's eating that. we still all sucking down cheeseburgers and sodas trying to figure out what's healthier. And we're arguing over that. So right. we're not even taking the initial steps to say, okay, now I'm eating better. I'm at least eating broccoli or cucumbers or kale or whatever vegetable. And now, if something's going on or whatever, now we can um, we can uh, analyze that and figure out what we need to be eating. That may be better in right. the vegetable group, but we still eating this junk, so right. it doesn't matter. You're not doing anything healthy anyway, but you still arguing and you're trying to shoot down what everybody else is doing to be healthy.
2: Right. So I was thinking it,
0: about that. That's and, very true. Yeah, and just thinking about that, and then thinking about our minds,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: in our minds, I was like. The type of environment that you create create in your mind has a lot to do with how you think about things. Right. So I was thinking, is your mind a playground or is your mind a triage center?
1: Mm, mm, somebody so, writing that down somewhere.
0: <laughs> so previously, you always hear people say things, and I know I've heard this, people are saying, oh, we're playing with some ideas. Mm-hmm. that's because they're having fun with it like they're tossing stuff around like hey, we're playing with these ideas hey would that be good or Would that be good Or would that be good or would that be good and then you have other people say man i'm just trying to keep from this happening or right. i'm just trying to prevent this happening you're you're in a triage center you're trying to keep stuff from take care of stuff that you're trying to keep from happening versus playing with ideas and you're trying to create stuff mm. so like you said earlier creation versus just overthinking in that heavy weight right so you're sitting there wallowing in like oh man Like you said, that looks like WebMD. You webmd in it. Right. Oh, man, that looks like failure. That looks like we're going to be unsuccessful. That looks like it's going to be bad. Throw this dry. Versus people saying like, man, you know what? If we throw that over there, that looks like that could work. That looks like this. That looks like that. That's that whole playground right. versus triage mentality, and I think we got to learn how to get more towards the playground, Right. fix our minds and fix our thoughts, and move to that side of it, and just start playing with ideas, playing with right. new concepts, playing with new relationships, playing, and when I say play with new relationships, I don't no, mean to just go out there and, take and be doing for them granted. Right. but what I'm saying he is play. be be more playful about your relationships, right. like, your hey, thoughts. I'm going to be positive. We're gonna go into this relationship, and then whatever happens, it's gonna be, happens, good. It's gonna gonna be good. It. It's good. Yeah, but it, it' not triage. Like, oh man, you know the last, the last brother I dated with green eyes, or the last brother I dated with locks, or the last brother I dated with who worked this out the gym stuff. a lot, did this, this, and this, and this, and this. That's triage, right? That's all triage. No, hey, this is a brand new person. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's go out here and right, see what right, happens.
1: Right. And that's, and I love that you said that because when we talked about this topic, we talked about like when I made my switch over and how you point out a lot of crazy th- – I'm not going to say crazy – How what creative things I say now where it sounds like my mind is just like, well, babe, you say the silliest things now. Like I'll say – I'll have the craziest or weirdest or funniest things on my mind. And you'll be like, whose brain, what what are you thinking about right now? You're (laughs) just over there thinking about, like, these random things. And that, like, when your mind is a playground, and that's what made you come up with this thing, it's like your mind, you said it to me, your mind is like a playground, Stephanie. You play around with your ideas and thoughts. And that's because I've moved out that gunk.
2: Mm. And
1: I'm not a thought hoarder. You know I'm not a regular hoarder. You know if you ain't touched in a month, it's out, right? Right, Minimalist living. Right. I would like, but... It's like you when you move out that gunk and you move out that stuff, your mind does have a chance to like create and play in a different Mm -hmm. way where you and I think people who are genius or things like Airbnb or cars that fly or their mind has to be in a wonderland or on a playground to think of these innovative things. Right, you know right. what I mean? And the people who are just mulling through the day, pushing through the day are thinking and worrying about these things. But for me to really do the hard work to stop overthinking, it wasn't so much of starting to do the practices that we'll talk about later. Uh-huh. But I had to work on my insecurities and I had to work on my, um, my insecurities and Really work on my confidence, and when I had better confidence and I was more secure about, you know what, you do make good decisions. You know what, you are smart. You know what, you are that person in business.
0: You is smart. <laughs> Go ahead, I <laughs> need to say it. beautiful.
1: <laughs> when I start working on those issues, right, you would think have nothing to do with overthinking. Mm-hmm. Naturally, I started to not. Overthink about things. I had confidence when I would say in going into business or going into meetings or something like that, saying, "This is the direction. This is what I'm doing." Boom, you know, going in with a partnership and saying it ain't gonna work. I'm out. You know, I had to have that confidence instead of you know, that that automatically knocked out some thoughts that I would have kept having, like should I should I? and you know when I used to in my past jobs how I used to come to you and mull yeah. over, like, should I take this promotion? I should like, try to be too over-strategic, you know? And just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And it just, I would get sick. Like, my stomach would get upset. I physically would be really sick with just overthinking. And so a lot of times when people come and say, like, I don't overthink, teach me how to meditate and this, I'm like, it ain't just about sitting and quiet your mind. You got to do some other work, some underlining stuff, you know, um, to really get the root of what is really causing you to overthink so knowing what kind of overthinker you are and then really digging into you know whatever that root is that's causing me to overthink that's what I need to really chip at and I'll naturally stop overthinking about stuff um whatever it is fear of failing not having confidence heart you know I don't want to make the wrong decision you know it could be you just need to have more faith if you have more faith you wouldn't overthink so much and that's not to spiritually bypass it, you know, because some people like spiritual bypassing is when you just kind of instead of doing the hard work, you say, "Well, it's the Lord's will," and you just keep it moving, mm-hmm. you know, without doing nothing. Like, what, 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 what you gonna do? Right. Whatever, Lord, you know, it will be what it shall be, you know. And just <laughs> that's like a coping thrigh,t like that's a that's a coping mechanism, and that's um, spiritual bypassing is a a way that we survive really you mm. know we had to do it for for you know it's just a survivor a survival tactic but when you get beyond that i think you got to really do the work of figuring out you know how am i really going to get rid of this thought stalker and mm. thought hoarding
0: faith without works is dead that's
1: right. that's the overthinker's thing i'm doing my works mm, but you forgot the faith <laughs> part that's the that it starts with that word
0: yeah uh, the sentence you, starts with faith. But do you think that? Do you think that action? It seems like action just cures everything. Do you,
1: well not if you are the thing. Not if you're an overthinker who is an overdoer in an over. You go 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 go. Because people people confuse busy with productive.
0: That true. That's true. And that's so, a whole, conversation. That's a whole so another other conversation. So when I think idea. when I think of activity, I think of actually doing something productive, not just mm-hmm. being busy. But it seems like most of the stuff we talk about, um, that overthinking, you know, uh, not making decisions, procrastination, you know, whatever you want to say, it seems like action or production towards something, action towards something seems to cure all of that, or for the most part, doesn't allow you the time to allow those things to set in, because you're already doing something.
1: Right. Well, I don't, I wouldn't say um, I'm a person that doesn't seek to be cured. I seek to be healed. Because healing is internal and cures from an ex, uh, a external source. Mm-hmm. Just had to throw it out because cure is a trigger word for Science. me. Okay. Cure is a trigger word for me. When I hear cure, I okay. don't like that word. So, healed. right. To be healed of something. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Healing is internal work, cure is external working for you. Okay, excuse, excuse me okay. so but I do I mean I'm agreeing with you I'm just saying I think it's okay. a way to heal a lot of things that we're working towards or like I say helping us create the life that we want to live you mm-hmm. know creating a, a lifestyle creating the world that we want to exist in you have to kind of do this kind of work where it's internal that's what leadership really is it's nobody you know leading as a lifestyle it's not somebody say hey you're a leader and you're like oh thanks right. it's really you developing what you need to develop in order to to lead hmm. So I think with yeah overthinking a lot of that is but like you have to kind of do that digging first before you do the work you know and I think people who are checklist driven uh-huh. who like just give me the checklist I'll do it and I should be there. You can't skip steps when it comes to experience and revelation and we talked about that how that rev- without revelation you can't get conviction uh-huh. and conviction is really what drive you to change. Mm. So you read a book that's John C. Maxwell telling you what you need to do to change. You take that and interpret it for yourself and you get convicted on that or you get, um, you get revelation on that, that comes in from you. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause uh, something can't resonate in you. That's not already in you. Right. If you read the John C. Maxwell on leadership, nothing hitting a chord. Like I never failed. I don't know what that feels like. I don't know. Something resonates within you. And then in, in that, re- when it resonates, it's supposed to reveal a revelation, and in that revelation is the conviction, and in that conviction is the is the change, is the action. But a lot but, of people who are like step, 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 they lose that step. Ooh, that's good. They want step by step by step, but they lose that step. They lose the step of getting revelation and getting convicted on what they need to do to change. But do you?
0: So thinking about that and. I might need to think some more about this, but I feel like the conviction comes. Get over overthinking. I'm just kidding. Sorry. That's just because it's <laughs> not. I feel like you you get like you said you get the revelation, but does the conviction come after you experience something, or at least know someone close to you that has experienced it and be able to reach out and touch it? Because I feel like you can get the revelation, but oh man, I had this all wrong, and now I understand exactly what he was saying, and you could understand it and. Have it have that seed planted. So the seed mm-hmm. is has been planted now. Now that you right. like you've accepted it, I understand. But then once you do even the smallest of things, and I don't care what the smallest step is, but the smallest step you like, step one. Oh, that does work. Everything mm-hmm. that I got the revelation about and the seed has been planted. Right. Now I put a little bit of fertilizer and a little bit of water on it. And right. I saw the first little leaf sprout through from the seed. Like, oh, that does work. Does that when the or is the conviction actually the seed and then mm-hmm. you become more convicted um, as you move along and get more experiences? Do you think you have to have that first initial experience to have that conviction build within yourself?
1: That was a lot for the question, but i think. <laughs> I'm sorry. Of, Let me qu- write it back up. You reframe you the think,
0: question. Do you Your think Honor? that <laughs> conviction comes when you get the revelation and you mm-hmm. accept it or when you have an experience from. Doing something.
1: Right. I think the conviction comes when you accept the revelation. Okay. When you are open to receive that revelation. Okay. When you um, are in receptive mode to that revelation. Because I think you could sit with a revelation and Mm -hmm. not have conviction on it yet. Because it might be just too hard for you to swallow. It might just be, it might be too hard for you to accept. Okay. Right. It's there. It's been revealed because revelation is, is revealing. And I think that conviction is the process of you being willing to put something, um, um, in activation mode, right? Okay. So the revelation, the revealing, is like taking something and bringing it into light. Okay. So, um, you have to have something in light in order to see it.
0: Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm just. I looked up you conviction while we were here, and Go ahead. so the, the official definition: a firmly held belief or opinion. Mm. She takes pride in stating her political conviction. So you're right. So right from that definition when you yeah. actually accept it accept it and right hold on to it okay and you
1: accept it and then from that conviction i feel like change comes from that conviction but so much we step we skip the steps of things being revealed to us our truth the truth being revealed to us mm-hmm. whatever that truth is for us and then so we're trying to get convicted on somebody else's revelation mm-hmm. that's why it don't stick Right. Because, again, that person wrote the book on their experience, on their revelation and convictions and what made them said, I just want to share what was revealed to me. But a lot of times if you are a checklist, give me the checklist to do list and wondering why you still not getting there is because your truth has not been revealed to you. That was somebody else's revelation Mm. that you're trying to get convicted on. And you wondering why the action ain't sticking Uh because you need revelation for yourself to create your own conviction. Uh, I know oh. we say a revelation and conviction a lot, but I know I don't feel like he's saying it. <laughs> but I'm just saying that's the process of why I'm trying to say that's the step that people who want to just do stuff off of the checklist miss,
2: because
1: mm. they're so, asking again. They want to be cured. Give me the steps. I'll do the steps. But they never and then had I shall the, do, and it shall be done.
0: But they never had the
1: if it piece. was all oh so simple. Yeah, right. That's why you have a lot of people who know what to do, the knowledge, the intellect of what I should do, but why they're not doing it. Mm. Majority of people are not doing what they already know that should be done because they haven't had any revelation to their own truth about it. Mm. And they're not convicted in it Mm. because that only comes in from inside.
0: So I just thought about something else. And I was reading this too: conviction, (laughs) conviction, the act of convicting someone as in the court of law. So, um, a declaration that a person is guilty of an offense. So I was thinking about that. Like you said, conviction is not, we have, um, a revelation or basically Mm -hmm. you say the case. And now we believe that this person is guilty based off of the information. Right. Like you said, with that revelation, you have read a new idea or concept and now you believe in that concept and you hold on to it and that's your conviction. And
1: that, and that whatever, yeah. And whatever that you're reading could be a lie according to your truth. You know what I mean? That's true. And 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 the things that we tell ourselves, like I said, we're overthinking and stuff, the things that we tell ourselves, if we can track back what we're thinking, a lot of times that's a lie. And a lie becomes a law until it's neutralized and you changed it. So you can tell yourself a lie. You know, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough to do this business. I'll never be wealthy. I'll never break generational, or whatever. You can that lie becomes law to you mm-hmm. until you neutralize it and you change it. You got to isolate that. And so you got to be able to do that with your overthinking. You got to isolate those lies. You got to isolate those thoughts. But until you do that, they're law. You live by them. Mm-hmm.
0: So uh, running for political <laughs> office in 2021. Definitely not me. <laughs> Stephanie, anyway. Stephanie Salter. Uh We'll be starting the campaign, what? taking donations and everything like that Your moving mom. forward. I will be the personal campaign manager, along with my mom, who came with that original idea. Right. She so. is my
1: number one campaign manager. If I got a dollar for everybody who told me to run for office, I'd be a millionaire, and I will decline respectfully every time so, someone tells me. So y'all me. remember,
0: in 2021 or beyond, if you see Stephanie Salter's name pop up, please be sure to support and vote.
1: <laughs> anyway so we hope you guys are making healthy choices like in this segment about overthinking making us sick getting well not looking for a cure but looking to be healed and when we come back in our next segment we're going to just give you guys some of our everyday leader life lessons best practices when it comes to overthinking getting rid of that stalker
2: Yes, yes
0: All right, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome, Welcome back. back. <laughs> so to jump into our uh, leader life lessons, <laughs> I actually wanted to start off with a, a quote. Um, you know, we're good for taking a quote out of a book, but this book is called uh, Tough Times Never Last, But Tough People Do by Robert H. Schuler. And to tie into what we were talking about with overthinking, um, this whole section was just called Decide to Decide. Mm. And so it gives five key points, and I just wanted to read them real quick and then kind of um, I'm going to wrap it up real quick. I'm not going to go into a long discussion, but um, what to do when you have a good idea. So in other words, once you've made your decision, um, what you need to do and uh, just this talks about how different people respond. So the first person responds is insecure people hibernate. Mm. They run away from good ideas because they're afraid they might fail. Lazy people luxuriate. They don't pay much attention to ideas. They want to enjoy the pleasures of this life. Mm. Three, wounded people commiserate. They say, oh, it's a good idea, but I couldn't do it. I've tried so often. Number four, foolish people procrastinate. Gulp.
1: <laughs> that hurts. Show to come later.
0: They put off acting on their ideas. They always say, later on, when I'm ready, I'll do something about it. Mm. And the last person, it says, wise people dedicate. They're do-it-now people. No grass grows under their feet. So I was thinking about that, and just what I'm more of a um, a person, when I come up to an idea, I'm a checklist person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I do have to say that I do get, revelation before i get like super inspired to do something right so i do have that step in oh, there yeah. mm-hmm. but then i do do my checklist um the procrastination hit home again because mm-hmm. <laughs> even though i create a checklist i still procrastinate on the checklist right but that's kind of what i do to get out of my overthinking because mm-hmm. i'm good with checklists like yeah. okay here's the checklist or here's the the plan step one check step two completed step three completed step four completed mm-hmm. and i know i drive Stephanie crazy because <laughs> the mm-hmm. checklist uh, really gets under her skin because I'm so organized that she's just like, "Nah, I'm going to create. I'm going to create. I got it. This is what we need to do. And I'm like, but wait a minute, back up. Here's the plan. Here's the steps. And um, But that's my thing to get out of overthinking, just getting that revelation and checklist and then following the checklist of the plan.
1: Right. And that's why I say it's not it's not bad to have a checklist. Right. Because we talked on this show before about decision fatigue. And when you take about those simple things that you do, that's why Mark Zuckerberg wears the same thing every day. Right. That's why you realize people have chefs and all this other stuff, because I got a decision fatigue. I can only make so many decisions a day because they realize that playground or triage is critical for your well-being Mm -hmm. and for your success. So I think when all that is clear you feel more confident with that checklist because you've done your due diligence, mm. not just your due diligence on the intellect. Like, Oh, let me just, you know, read up. And they said, this is what you do to eat healthy. And I did it. Okay. Why didn't you get healthy? You know, but it's doing that other work, you know, your heart intelligence.
2: Right. <laughs>
1: and, and that, and the other stuff that we have to do to know that when I do this checklist, I'm excited about it. And it's really leading me not to just a place where I'm going to do better, but a place where I'm going to feel better.
0: Mm. Go on now. Go on.
1: <laughs>
0: presidential nominee. Okay. Stop sorry. There. No, okay. No, go ahead.
1: So I love that. I love your stuff. I just want to get I'm not, I am a check. You know, you see me every morning when I have my, you know, checklist of what I'm going to get done that day. It's either going to get done or it ain't. I'm not going to mo I ain't going to overthink it, though. I'm, I'm just saying. I still get to where I'm going to go.
0: But. You pulling from the bottom. You pulling from the deep I the, told day, you from I the bottom I was, of the ocean. Do your thing. I'm, like.
1: I'm a recovering at it. I'm trying to sit I'm back a and listen is that person that just got you know <laughs> clean and got their chip? and they, they'll talk for six hours about being clean mm-hmm. um so minds is gonna be a little different i mean as many of you may know and i've talked about on the show before i am a avid meditator i am into mindful practices mm-hmm. and mindful meditation so i didn't want this to be another one when i say meditate 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 because like i said if you know there's some other work you have to do before you Enfold um, in some of these these spiritual practices so that they can work for you. And so, what I want to do is to actually take you guys um into a little fun exercise, a breathing exercise, right? Okay. And it's actually a really, really beautiful way to clear your mind. And even if you find yourself overthinking, mulling something over, maybe do this breathing exercise. It takes five seconds, so it's not even going to interrupt your time. And what we call it in the meditation community is, it's called an ocean breath, right? Okay. Also known as a Darth Vader breath. You know, I've, to, I've showed you this one. So that's why I chose one that you already know how to do. Darth. Right. <laughs> so what you want to do is you take a big, deep breath in through your nose. Mm-hmm. And then when you exhale, you're going to keep your mouth closed and make the <sighs> sound, but with your mouth closed. Right? So if we did this with our mouth open, it would sound like this. Ah. Mm-hmm. We call that a fire breath. Okay. But an ocean breath, you want to just keep your mouth closed so it goes. Okay. Right? Sounds like how Darth Vader's inside of his mask okay. goes. hmm and it's like the back of your throat thing. It's like a. Okay. No sound. It no sounds sound. like an ocean if okay. you listen to it.
0: Ah, okay. No sound. Here. Okay.
1: Okay. I ain't showing off, but. Okay. That's what it is. So it's almost like if you did that. Sound <laughs> of my breath. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> but like smell my breath. Ha. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's hot. Like you would do that, but with your mouth closed and for a full extension of breath. Okay. You do that five, six times, It's your automatically mind is going to clear. You're going to get present. You're going to get kind of more focused. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those thought clutter will immediately stop because mm. you're focusing on your breath. Just because you're focused on doing a technique, right? Right. Through your nose. You listening to the ocean. or you thinking of Darth Vader?
2: Mm. Okay.
1: do a full extension you focus on that for five minutes and you might come back and say dang what was I thinking about again
2: mm, yeah
1: but I've I've dealt I've worked with people in performance coaching that have been on the very far end of the spectrum of overthinking where it has caused them to be very very sick so they have a lot of work to do and then in our day-to-day like once you really find out what kind of overthinker you are how how actively really just start with maybe one thing you're overthinking right now I'm overthinking, you know, we got so much going on in the world right now. What are you overthinking? Are you are you reading too much about the BLM movement? Are you are you um, worried too much about the pandemic and people not wearing their mask and why are they not doing this and why are they not <laughs> listening? Like, dude, um, what are you overthinking about right now and how can you start scaling that? Hmm. Bad, you know, if you're overthinking about a lot and a lot of people don't I didn't realize how much of overthinker I was until I started my meditative practice. Hmm. Then I realized how busy my mind truly, truly was. And that was why I was so sick
0: hmm. Good stuff.
1: Because I was a I mean, a lot of my meditation friends will always want to use me as like to give my testimony mm-hmm. because I used to <laughs> just be like, I'm too busy for that. I ain't, I got to act mine. I'm super. I'm always go, 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 go. Right. I'm too busy and fire sign. Right. Super Leo. We always go on the go. Right. And I had tried meditation before and it just I was like that stuff don't work. Right. Because it wasn't a quick result. Mm-hmm. Like I was looking for a cure. You know, like I said, I meditate. I was quiet. I thought about my fourth grade teacher again. She pops up in a lot of my thoughts as you call it, my MC hammer mind. Like when you quiet your mind, you go to sleep and you just, it's nothing but dancing in your mind. As you used to always say, my mind is always go dancing. To sleep. Cause again, I didn't sleep well. I just, I had a lot of this sickness. Um, I was always up. I didn't, you know, sleep. I had a lot of the symptoms of just an overthinker in, in the sickness. And so, um, I tried the meditation. I did all the different practices. Again, it was on my checklist, do meditation check. <laughs> And I would get it, but I'd be closed my eyes and I either fall asleep or i just be like, so I can mark it off the boxes. I meditate every day. Well, if you're really meditating, it works. Right. You know what I mean? So once I got really, and again, I got that revelation and I got that conviction, like, I got to do something. I'm I'm sick. I got to do something so my mind down is getting bad. And I did Deepak Chopra's 21-Day Meditation Challenge. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm just really going to give this my all. You know what I mean? I'm not doing it off as, as a person that's checking off the list. So I said, say, I did Deepak's 21 meditation and my mind is still sick. I'm actually going to really be open to it. Like you said, that, that revelation, I'm really going to like open myself to, I'm not going to say it work or it don't work. You know, I'm going to give it my all. And by that 21, into that 21 day, I was, I was transformed. I was not say I was perfect, but it made me realize, wow, I already saw changes like my levels were different. Like if you don't believe meditation work, go to your doctor, get your numbers, get your your cholesterol, your blood pressure, your vitamin D, get all of these numbers, meditate actively for 30 days, like really trying to fold into practice, whether right? you get a meditation teacher, whatever, YouTube ones, whatever you got to do, guide it, however you want to do it. Go back after those 30 days and get those same numbers. Don't change nothing else in your life. Those numbers will be different. Okay. Science has already proven that this is a real thing. It's like people are like medicine ain't real. That's the doctor just trying to keep. Something. No, I'm mean, gonna need you take the diet. Insulin is real. Please take that. Mm-mm. Right. I don't need nothing but a little bit of, uh, whatever they used to do back. Not to say natural ways don't work, but you know it works. It works.
0: I remember you talking about your sleep. I remember trying to, and when you finally said, "How do you go to sleep?" and try to describe someone like, "How do they go to sleep?" I was like, "I don't know. I just just close my eyes and go to sleep." I'm like, "But She's how do like, you do that?" How? I was like, "I don't know. I just I've always closed my eyes and." I just wake up and I know I went to sleep. Like, I don't, I never really focused on I'm how to like, go what are, to sleep. like, what's your technique? You get technique? dressed bed, you get in the bed, you put your head down, <laughs> you close your eyes, you go to sleep. But, right. yeah. Yeah.
1: So we had the whole conversation that. with our friends, and he was like, Me and her would say same, like, We oh, don't yeah. sleep that way. he's like, You just there's a box. Just and we're like, What color is the box? What size is the box? They're like, see, that's your problem. You it's a dark box, you go in it and you, sleep. <laughs> you go to sleep. We're like, but am I sitting in it? Am I standing in it? See, that you, that, that 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 that's that, what are y'all talking about? There's no box, you just get in the box.
0: Just go to sleep. Just close your eyes. But that's Or What color yeah. is the
1: box? What size is the box? I mean, is, is it dark in a box? Yeah. Wait, I don't like being in a box. Is that like a coffin? Am I dying? <laughs> like, see, I'm all the way left. Like, just conversations over with. Get in the box. And go to sleep. <laughs> so yeah, that's you don't realize that, and the sleeping affects it. If you're overthinker, it just affects every aspect of your life. Mm. So the meditation, like I said, I'm I'm always gonna be an advocate for that, along with other spiritual practices. But for the overthinker, meditation is the medicine. Mm.
0: Well, that's good stuff. You got you got anything else? That's all. Excellent, excellent. Well, I I did want to wrap it up with um. One last thing. I know you were talking about how your mind became clear once you cleared all that junk out of there, mm-hmm. and I think that that's the main key thing that um, trying to give something actionable that we could take away. I know you said meditation, and I and didn't give anything technique. and breathing techniques <laughs> right, and I didn't give anything actionable from my end. Just kind of what I do, but I think an actionable thing is we got to make decisions on things that we're thinking about. I mean, either let it go and. Don't worry about it anymore, or make a decision and move forward with it. Because, like you said, once you clear all that junk up out of your mind, all these decisions that need to be made—yes, um, no, or hey—I'm no longer worried about that—then it does free up your mind to be, like you said, more creative right. and be able to focus on things that you need to, instead of a thousand decisions always sitting in your head, even if they're small decisions. But, like you said, Mark Zuckerberg, wearing the same thing every day—like that's one less decision he has to make. It's clearing up his mind. So, I think that would be an actionable thing that for my myself I like that. and people that think like me is just make a decision and move on. Mm-hmm. Just make a decision and move on.
1: Well, like you said, if you are not let it go, and I think yeah. that's the hard thing. People are gonna find themselves struggle like, oh, let it go. But, but, but you know, and then that's where it starts. But Like you said, you gotta just yeah, you gotta let it go. Whatever your your practices of letting go. I mean, Buddha says the art of letting go is learning never to hold on in the first place. Mm. But that's just the the art of of attachment and the law of attachment and stuff. And you don't have mm-hmm. to necessarily subscribe to that fully, but. Whatever your practice is of letting go, do
0: it. But that is not mine. That is Nietzsche's. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's a, a quote from Coming to America, y'all. We know you big movie buffs. <laughs> <laughs> we,
1: we went the whole show almost without a movie quote. Okay.
0: Now, nah, we're going to wrap it up today. Um, and as we usually say, y'all, thank you so much for all the support out there. Thank we you appreciate so you all. We love sharing information with you. And we'll end it as we always do. Thank <laughs> you. Everyone out there, keep leading the way.